I'm Arlen Hamilton, and this is Your First Million. I'm a venture capitalist. I started my fund Backstage Capital from the ground up while I was on food stamps. I have now invested in more than 100 companies led by women, people of color, and LGBT founders. After having raised more than $10 million, people often ask me how I did it. I created this podcast so I could tell you my story and so that together we could go on a journey and speak with some of the most successful people in the world from all backgrounds and walks of life to learn how they got their first million. And who knows, maybe I'll reach my first million in personal capital while I'm recording this series. There's only one way to find out. Let's go. Hello, it's Arlen. Wow, it's very early in the morning and somehow I am energetic. I don't know how that happened. Hey, everybody. Wow. Okay. So you know why? You know why I'm energetic? Because this episode is one that I have been waiting for for most of the year. Even before our first episode ever was recorded, I have been waiting to record this episode. It's about the book. (laughs) The book, I'll just leave it at that. So if you've listened to any of our previous episodes of the previous episodes of Your First Million, and you've stuck around at the very end, then you've heard me talk about my book that's coming out in 2020 that I'm excited about. And I think I say something like, it's a real book, yay, something like that. You may have heard that once or twice or a thousand times. And I told you that I would give you the heads up when there was going to be a pre-order so that you'd be the first to know. And today is the day that I get to do that. Okay, let's jump right into it. Let me let you know what's going on. So to catch you up, if you're not familiar, in February of 2019, the year that I'm recording this, I signed a book deal with Penguin Random House And their imprint called Currency, which is a business imprint. And they're, of course, one of the largest um, publishers in the world. And books that I really admire have been published on on them, including Michelle Obama's book, which is Broke Records and Damon John and many other books that I just respect. And I was like super stoked when that happened, of course. and. The idea was I would write the book with a co-writer who I will introduce you to later in this episode. Her name is Rachel Nelson. You'll see her if you go right now, you can Google right now the book cover. The book cover has her name on it, Rachel L. Nelson. She is a friend that I've known for, let's see, I'm going to be, I'm 39 today because that's when I'm releasing this on my birthday. I'm 39 and I've known her since I was what, maybe 24? Maybe even, no, it must have been even earlier than that. But it's been at least 15 years, at least 15 years that I've known Rachel. And she, this is her very first book that she's ever written, co-written. And it's my first book. So we'll talk more in this episode about why we got together and what she, what her role in this has been. And um, I'm excited about that, sharing this with her. So got the book deal and it was a good deal. I had read a lot about kind of the what to expect. I have a book agent 
that is from CAA and um, CAA stands for Creative Artist Agency. And they are, again, it's another one of those where they are known for being kind of one of the tops in the world. And what happened was starting last year, starting after, I guess, the Fast Company cover, I started getting a lot of inbound interest from publishers just directly coming to me and saying, I read about you or I've followed you on Twitter for a while or I've heard about you from a colleague and read some of your writings and or seen you speak, I've seen you speak or something to that effect. And do you have any interest in writing a book? Because I'd love to, to talk to you about it. And I definitely had interest in writing a book and, and not only interest in it, but I have to tell you that I'm I consider this, as you might imagine, I consider this very strategic and very much so part of my my business. As excited as I am about it and as um, flattering as it is and will be to have my face on the cover of this thing, I look at this and most things that I do that have to do with kind of my my name or my brand or whatever, I think of it as this is business and this is something I want to be strategic about and this is something that I want to be um, have ownership of and, and some control of. And and that was really important to me. So signing this deal, it was important to me that the deal itself was was good, was a better than average deal. That was something that I put in my mind really early on because when it's almost like signing like a, a deal at a record label or something. The more that they put behind the deal, uh, usually, this is not 100%, but usually the more they put behind that initial advance that you get and the deal itself and who they bring into the room from the publishing house, the more you can bet that they're going to treat the actual product with respect and they're going to put their muscle behind it. And that's important. That's important. I just related it to uh, a record deal. You can also think about it as a movie release or a television release. If um, if that backing studio, in our case, uh, this this publishing house, if they send in their best people and they send in you know the strongest people to to work on this with you, and they give you a respectable advance, it stands to reason they're going to want to see their return on investment as I do at at my venture fund. And so they're going to put something behind it and and give you a lot of support. And that's what happened. I say in the introduction to this podcast series, if you listen to that, I do say I will eventually get my first million uh, maybe on this podcast series, right? Which I believe I'll do. And spoiler alert, I think it'll happen in 2020. So stick around. Also another spoiler alert, we're getting closer than we thought. So you can do the math and understand if I'm saying that, then the, the deal itself was less than a million, right? But if you also do research on what a standard nonfiction first, first run book for someone who's a new author, what their advance normally is, it was more than that. So it was much better than average and it was less than a million. So you can do the math on that. It was, it was in the hundreds of thousands and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, the reason I'm telling you this is not to brag and it's not to even just gossip. It's because this is this podcast is called Your First Million. And I promise you all the very first day and in my introduction every single time that fair is fair. If I'm asking people to sit down with me and open up the books and talk to me about their journey, in most cases to getting to a million or more dollars, why wouldn't I talk to you 
and do and ask the same of myself. Right. So that's where this is. This is if you're listening to this podcast, I consider you all to be uh, a certain group that really wants these tools and these steps, you know, and I want to contribute to that and talk to you about it. And I've been meeting so many listeners when I go around the country and outside of the U.S., as recently as this week, I was in Toronto and met several listeners. And I, I was in D.C. last week and uh, Silicon Valley and San Francisco and Houston and Arkansas. And I met so many people who listen to the podcast. So I consider you all close friends who I want to tell the truth to. And I'm going to do that as much as possible. Places I won't do that, of course, is where I've signed something where I can't. Is, which is why I'm not telling you the exact number or where it's not my business to tell, where it's someone else's business and they're, it's part of what we're doing. So that's kind of the foundation of that. That's why we're having this conversation. Another part of it is I found out something this year that I've, you know, I'm 39 and I thought I would have, you would have thought I knew I would know this earlier, but I didn't know this. And I think some of you may not know this. Some of you will, but this is really cool. I found out this year during this whole process of having a book agent, signing a, a major deal with a major publishing house and just doing the research, the same kind of research I did when I started the fund, you know, where it was just like insatiable devouring of this research is that your pre-order numbers. So in our case, we're starting this pre-order about six months out. So May 5th, 2020 is the is the date that the book is supposed to come out. Six months, all of these days, half a year of pre-orders count towards your first week of sales. And that counts towards everyone's first week of sales. So when you go and you see like bestseller, uh, this top 20 list, top 2025 list of the New York bestseller, or you look at Publishers Weekly, they show part of that list and, you know, anybody can see it. Or if you go to the bookstore or at a you're in an airport and you're looking at their kind of their top picks or their bestseller list, that's all coming from that weekly tally. But also when it's their first week out, they're talking about any pre-orders they had. And some people pre-order only like a month in advance. Some people pre-order six, eight months in advance. But I think that is incredibly interesting. <laughs> and as soon as I figured that out, I was like, I was transported back to my days of selling candy in the third grade and like the numbers that went through my head, which was like, wait a minute, what's my goal? My goal is, and I'm going to be, this is straight from the hip. There's no script. This is a bonus episode after all, which is where that happens. And I'm just going to be honest with you. That's all I know how to be. My goal is to have a very long, like longevity and sustainability are my two goals when it comes to this book, when it comes to this book and others. What I would like, what would make my dreams come true, one of them would be if I had a thriving uh, book career where I wrote a book every two to three years, wrote and released a book every two to three years that was relevant that was helpful, that was insightful, that was entertaining, and that people really held on to, that was memorable. That would be the dream for me, one of them. I have many dreams. That would be one of the major dreams of mine. 
And I think in order to do that, what, what will need to happen is this first book, I think will need to do well. And I'll talk a little bit about what that means, what they could mean, because it's very ambiguous. It needs to do well. And also, and so for as far as sales go, it needs to do well. And also the book itself, like the most important part is the content of the book needs to resonate and touch people and help people um, achieve something. I'll start with the second part, the content. So the book is called It's About Damn Time. And I'm so excited I get to say that out loud because for several months I couldn't say it under contract. I couldn't say what the title of it was. But now if you're listening to this on October 30th, 2019, I turned 39 today and I also was able to tell you the name of my book. And some of you may know that that title comes from a nickname that I tweeted out one day earlier in 2018, where I said that people were calling a certain fund of ours, or actually, actually, to be honest, what I was saying was about backstage. It was, it was about backstage in general. I said, you know, they're calling it a diversity fund. I'm calling it, an, it's about damn time fund. And then that tweet kind of became this much bigger, bigger than, you know, than I expected. And it was attributed to the current fund that we were out raising, which was a $36 million fund where we wanted to invest $1 million at a time into black women led companies. And in that time, since then, so much has happened and very publicly. So what this book is, the content of it is a lot of talking about, you know, different parts of my life and different things I've gone through and different things that you know, mistakes I've made and, and things that I've done that I'm very proud of, all sorts of things. And really helping to relate that to something that you can do, right? So m most people ask me, how do you do it? Like, how did you invest in more than 100 companies in four years when you were on food stamps just a few years ago? How did you persevere through all of that? Like, not just the how did you do it, but how did you do it? Like, how did you face that? And get to this point? How do you face criticism today? How do you face adulation today? Because both of those things are really um, powerful and palpable things that happen to me on a daily basis. And part of it is that it does happen on a daily basis. So it's, it's really hard to get too uh, high on your own supply if you are constantly being criticized, mostly by strangers. But it's also really hard to make, to feel like a loser and to feel like you're not doing well and to really beat yourself up if at the same time you have people around the world who are sending you so much love. But both of those things on their own and together are really, um, I'll say they're intense. They're intense feedback that I get on a daily basis. And so this book addresses how I deal with that. And not only, and not just that, I don't think this book would be very interesting if it was just about me. It would be, you know, entertaining to a point, but the title is It's About Damn Time for there to be this type of fund. It's about damn time for there to be kind of a platform for me, like after all these years of struggle, it's about damn time. It's about damn time that someone like me has the platform to, to, to speak about the things that I want to speak about in a business setting an inspirational setting, as unique as the pieces of my life are. And then most importantly, it's about damn time for you. 
whatever you're facing in your life. It's about, it's your damn time. That's what this is about. So as you can probably tell, I am stoked. I am so stoked. And what we're going to do is every time we put out an episode of this podcast, Your First Million, which again is another project that is like one of my favorite ever, ever. I could do this for the rest of my life. I really could. Every time we put an episode out, uh, we get several thousand listens. Okay. And I think over time, especially in 2020, that, that number will get bigger and bigger. I'm going to, in my strategic mind here, when I think about this book and I think about putting the product out and shipping, I'm going to think about each listener as representing 100 books sold. That may be physical copies or audible copies, because we haven't even talked about the audible side of things, which I'm the audio side of things, I should say, not just audible. It'll be available in other platforms. I'm going to think of that's how I'm going to think of it. And and that for most of you, that won't even matter that I'm thinking of it like that. But for some of you who like who like to dive into how I think about things, that's what I'm doing. I'm thinking of every I'm thinking of every person who listens to this particular episode. As 100 copies sold and let's call it the first two years now. I can't yet explain to you why I think that. It's not like I did some formula. It really is just gut. And it really is um, inspirational, aspirational for me. I have to put this in my mind's eye to, to aspire to it, to aim at it so I can go towards it. But if we think about it like that, what I would love, and this is, um, I'm try- I don't want to say this in a selfish way, because I think that everything that happens with this book is going to... Uh, reverberate in many, many different ways. And it's going to benefit a lot of people. I'll give you a, for instance, I'll, I'll pause and give you a, for instance, one of the things that I'm doing with the book is, uh, I'm not going to say exactly what it is because we're going to make this announcement later, but I'm going to, it's not all going to me. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to make any proclamations right now, just because I, I'm, I want you to buy the book because you want to, because you're interested in it. And, um, a lot of it is going to me. So it is a for-profit endeavor. So uh, that's what I want. So here's a couple of things you can do right now. Hopefully you're listening to this and you've already clicked on the link that is going to send you to pre-ordering. I'm not going to say the name of the link right now just because I don't want to, um, it could change and it could be different, different times of the year. So I don't want to send you all to the same place, but I would just say Google it's about damn time by Arlen Hamilton and pre-order, you know, th- those words. If you're listening to this before May 5th, 2020, if you're listening to this after May 5th, 2020, the book is out. Oh my God. How did it do? How did it do? Let me know. Tell me from the future. So what you can do is you can go to the link, search for it, uh, linked from it from my Twitter at Arlen was here, A-R-L-A-N was here on Twitter or on Instagram, where I've definitely put this out. I'll probably put it out on LinkedIn. I'll probably put it out on our website at backstagecapital.com for the website for the venture fund that I also run. And that's my main thing that I do is I run it. I just, um, this podcast is an indie uh, production. So I, I try to not assume that you all know about everything that I do. So you go there and you pre-order. And I have been pre-ordering all year because once I understood what it meant, I started pre-ordering for everyone, every book that I was interested in. 
I used to just get the book when it came out or I get the book a few weeks later. And that's still cool. If you want to do that, do that too, by all means. But once I understood that for the artist, and that's what I think they are, authors are artists, for the artist, that's helpful to them. That helps them um, continue to be able to put out more books. I started pre-ordering. And when I pre-ordered like this, this year, the books would just arrive the day that it came out if it was a hard copy. And I'm not even kidding. Look, just hold on a second. I'm going to go into the other room. I'm going to grab some books that I pre-ordered because I'm not even, this isn't just blowing smoke. One sec. Okay, here's some books that I have. Just close this door. So The Memo by Minda Hartz, which what a great book. I mean, this book I think is also going to be a slow burn when it comes to sales. I believe that The Memo is going to hit the bestseller list between now and when my book comes out, it's just so good. It's called The Memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table. It's really good. It's like an answer to Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In from a Black perspective. I pre-ordered that. I pre-ordered that on hard copy and on audio, audible to be specific. So that was really cool. Uh, Double Down, Bet on Yourself and Succeed on Your Own Terms. This is a book by Antoinette Clark and Trisha Clarkstone, who are two twin women who are black, who I've known uh, Trisha for a couple years. And definitely as soon as I saw them on the cover, I was like, I'm going to pre-order that. Of course I am. We need more and more of that. You know, we need more people of color, more women of color, more women on the covers of business magazines. And I said magazines, didn't I? On the cover of business books as well. Okay. And then Cristela Alonzo. One of my favorite comedians ever. Just saw her in Houston last week. Music to My Years, Y-E-A-R-S. Music to My Years, a mixtape memoir of growing up and standing up. Just, uh, she's a groundbreaking performer. She she was the first uh, Latina to have her own uh, primetime sitcom on U.S. air. And um, just hilarious, very relatable (laughs) person. Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. Just a really great guy. Love his stuff. And, and the list goes on and on. So I did that. I pre-ordered those. And um, what I think you all can do that'll be super, super helpful is if you pre-order a copy, uh, if you're able to pre-order a copy right now, today, if you can, or whenever you're listening to this, you know, whatever today is to you. And also, if you want to pre-order the aud- audible version or the audio version, there's going to be more than one version of that, more than one platform to order that. Uh, Once that becomes available, I don't know exactly what date that will become available, but order that as well, because that's that's great for like you're on a you're on a plane or something. So you can have the copy you can listen to and you can have the copy you can reference. And if you are someone who is like at a company, right, you're at like, I don't know, like a startup or you're at a like a even bigger company or you're at some company that is, let's say there are. 10 to 50 people that work there. And if you think someone else uh, at your company would enjoy it, you can either buy more copies and hand them out as gifts in May when it comes out, or you can just send them the link and say, hey, I think you might be interested in this. Check it out. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. (laughs) Then if you're at a bigger company and okay, let me just stop before I keep going because I don't want to sound too salesman-y. I wanted to tell you that no one has asked me to do this. No one has told me to do this. I'm simply excited 
<laughs> and I also want to give it to you straight about what would be sweet, what would be helpful, and also what would be exciting and fun for us all to do. So if you don't want to hear this part, you know, speed up to Rachel's part. Rachel's part is cool. She has a really cool, beautiful British accent. It's a little bit later in this episode. But people come up to me every single day and say, how can I help? What can I do? How do I get more? I'm telling you. If you are at a company that has more than 100 people, 1,000 people, 300 people, even more than that, you know, a major company, you can either if you are the founder, um, you can do this yourself. Or if you are someone who is in the, in the um, C-suite, you can make this happen yourself. Or if you're not, you can go to your HR department. I'm assuming I'm just making this up, really. I don't know if you can, but you probably can go to your HR department or go to like the founder if, if you're cool like that. Go to someone who who does marketing or events or things like that. And you can ask for them to pre-order the book in bulk. And some people have already started doing that at some companies, um, which was so cool. I really appreciate it. I don't want to call them out because I don't know if they want me to say it. Maybe it could be a surprise for their, for their teams or it could be also just like um, something they're doing special for me. And I don't want them to get called out without knowing that I was going to do that. But you can order like 100 copies, 300 copies, 500 copies. So, so far what's happening is like these companies are buying like hundreds of copies at a time and they're pre-ordering it or they're going to get it or they're going to do it later in the uh, 2020 when I actually come to their event. So that's the kind of the third part is that I can come to your event or come to your company and speak at your company, either an internal event, if it's big enough, or like an external one. And part of that whole package is you all um, having copies of the, of the book. So if you're interested in any of that kind of like 100 copies to 2000 range, or maybe even more in some cases, I think will probably happen one day. But if you're in that 100 to 2000 copies that you think will be that people will actually read, like we just don't want to buy them for the sake of them stacked up somewhere. That truly is not exciting to me. So really, if you think this will be a nice addition to someone's book collection and people will read it in your group and you're interested in that, I want you to email me at Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, Hamilton, H-A-M-I-L-T-O-N, at gmail.com. That's my indie uh, personal uh, email address. Arlen, A-R-L-A-N, Hamilton, at Gmail. I want you to email me and in the subject line, put bulk book order, B-U-L-K book order. And I'll introduce you to people who can help you do that away from me. It's not my transaction. And I'll tell you where to go to do that for those special occasions where you want to do that, either by pre-ordering it just to have it or bringing me in to speak. And when you when you do write to me in the um, brief message, tell me which of those you want to do. Say, we have an event next year and we want we want you to come in and, and we'll get books from you. Or we don't have an event, but we just you know want to support or we would love to have the actual book in our hands and this is how we're going to do it. So I can send you to the right people. That would be sweet. I will also say that six years ago, so 2013, 2014, and parts of 2015, I would not have been able to pre-order a book as much as I love the person. <laughs> I would not have been able to financially because I would have been like, okay, that 
those dollars have to go towards X number of days of food or they have to get me across town or they have to be my buffer. There was a time very recently that I still feel in my soul where $50, $50 just changed everything for me if I got it. So I know that there are some people who will not be able to pre-order or order when it comes out because they simply can't afford it. Or if they can't afford it, it's not a priority to them. It's something that is low priority where they need to put other things in, it, in advance of that. And I get that and I respect it on a deep, deep level. And so there's a couple things that I say there. One is if I had like six months notice, I would probably start saving like a couple bucks a month for it. Um, like two or three dollars a month, I would just save towards it or five dollars and I would just be ready for it. That's what I would have done back then. I'm transporting myself back to Pearland, Texas and thinking, what would I have done? Yeah, I probably would have done that. Or like, you know, just being mentally prepared for it. If I wasn't holding on to literal $3 at a time, I would just mentally prepare and say, okay, I know that in May or in February, whatever, I'm going to order this book. Or if I just, if it just wasn't possible, I would go to the store and I would just read the book in the store. I would read, flip through it in the store. Um, I would go to the library and read it there. And that's a way that you can see the book without having to pay for it. Um, you can go to the bookstore. There's still a few of those left and you can kind of flip through it. I would go sometimes if it was a book that I needed to read every word of, I would go multiple days. I would sit there for probably like an hour at a time and I would read as much as I could and then come back a couple of days later. So you can do that. Another thing is that I, of course, like, you know me, you know me from Fast Company. I did this back last year. You know me just from this podcast. Of course, I'm going to give out free copies of this damn book <laughs> to people who cannot afford it. You know how I am. I'm going to give out free copies when I see someone who can't afford it. But let's just make sure it's people who really can't afford it that I'm doing that for, because... Every time I do that, it's cutting into kind of the profit, right? So let's just be real about that. Another thing is, if you have the means, I think it'd be pretty cool to do something where like you gift a book to someone else who can't afford it. Like we have like this little stash of books for, for people who can't, but if somebody, like maybe you have, you can get the book and you're like, okay, I'll buy a second book for someone who can't afford it. And then that book comes to us or it's held somewhere and then we give it out to people who can't afford it. I'm going to look into that. I don't have that set up yet, but over the next six months, I'm going to look into that. So you can pre-order more than one book. Let's say you want to pre-order two or three books and you give them out to your friends who may not buy it themselves or, um, you know, you have a book put together, a book club. I know some of y'all would put together some awesome book clubs and you can start with the memo with Minda Hart's book today buy like five copies of that for your friends and, and start a book club. And then by the time uh, May comes around, you would have pre-ordered those copies for your book club and boom, you're ready for It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. How cool would that be? Okay, so that's, that's what I'm thinking. My goal is to make back my advance in the way that that's calculated by the end of 2020. I don't know if that's a crazy goal. I don't know how to, how to compare it, but that's my goal. So that's what I'm going to be working on. So I'm going to be out in these streets talking to you up in your earlobes. I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but I'm going to be in your ear talking to you. I'm going to be in these streets talking to you. And um, 
let's let's partner on this. You all are, if you listen to my podcast, I just consider you to be like really, um, you would be considered like the highest quality of of leads for me if this were a company. And I really believe that you all will be what makes this book a success. And not just in numbers sold and not just in lists or awards or any of that. And I genuinely mean that. You will be what makes this book a success when it comes to you all reading it and you all giving it a voice. And I hope beyond measure, beyond any of this other superficial stuff, I hope, oh, I don't want to get emotional about it, but I really hope that somebody who was thinking about giving up or who didn't feel good enough or who didn't feel like they belonged somewhere and they didn't belong in the room. I hope this book um, reaches them. I hope this book reaches you. And, uh... (laughs) Okay, well, I'm crying alone in my podcast room. Okay, now what we're going to do is I'm going to take you back. I'm going to stop crying, and I'm going to take you back a few months ago where Rachel Nelson, my co-writer for the book, was visiting me from England for a week to work on one of our major sessions that we had for the book. And shout out to her again for just being amazing. Um, I love that we're going out together with this she, I just started recording her and I didn't know what we we're going to talk about. And so we kind of went on and on and we talked about what her role in writing this book, uh, co-writing it with me has been and how she looks at it and what she, what she hopes to let people get from the book as well. So it's really worth a listen. She has a great voice. So a great accent and voice, like the texture of her voice is amazing. And when she's talking about me becoming her agent, it's because I've constantly for the 15 plus years I've known her, I've told her that she has to become a voiceover artist of some sort, because beyond being an amazing writer in prose and poetry, which is why I asked her to do this with me, she just has this husky, rich textured voice that I think is gorgeous. And yeah, so that's what that's about. But listen to this next part because it'll give you even more insights. And I promise you no one cries on it. All right, y'all. I will see you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am beyond thrilled that you are part of this with me. I am Rachel Nelson and I am from the UK. I live in Nottingham. Is that a real place? It is definitely a real place. Um, I can't confirm that Robin Hood is real, Mm -hmm. but we definitely act as if he is. I think the number one thing that we need to do is you need to just be my agent. Done. Because basically since we've been friends, you've kind of been doing that anyway. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just like undercover. Telling you what to do is basically. You know what you should do is you should do this. Yeah, that's and it's been, worked that's, now. That's worked. Because now I'm helping you write this book, and yeah. that's really exciting. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, what do you think about that? Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. This book deal, um, the book deal itself is really cool. I, I find that to be astonishing, but also very prepared for it and very excited about it. And we can. It's coming out in 2020, hopefully the first half of 2020, yeah. and there will be a, a pre-order 
in a few months. So we're, we're in the throes of it right now. Um, actually, Rachel is at my apartment in Los Angeles right now as we, as we speak, um, as we whisper. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're, you're my co-writer here, and you're yeah. going to... So there's a difference. I think some people think about... Um, there's a lot of books that have ghost writers. Yeah. So you don't acknowledge the other person mm-hmm. who has written it. They mm-hmm. get paid to r- help you write it or they write most of it or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you just don't mention it. And that's fine. I mean, that's that's a, a preference that some people have. Mm-hmm. And then there's co-writing, where which I like because, you know, your name is going to be on the front of the cover. Yeah, and and I like that too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're doing so much work and it's, and it's, it, it's definitely, um, let's talk about like, the dynamic there. So mm-hmm. it's it's my voice, it's my stories, yeah. it's kind of my direction. There's nothing without you. That's right. That's what I need you <laughs> to follow. True. Follow me around and saying <laughs> that. Um, but so what what if someone asks you what you were doing, mm-hmm. how are you co-writing it then? If it's if it's because this is not a memoir too, we should mention yeah, this is not no. a straightforward memoir. This no, is it's it's just like a business book. Yeah. yeah. And it's motivational. motivational and, yeah. 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 Um so do you mean like What's uh Yeah, what is your what is your role in like what do you see yourself as? Because I see you as sort of yeah, you you keep you keep it on track, Mm -hmm. and there's a ton of uh, actual writing that comes through you. I think it's really difficult um, for anyone to be approached by people and told like we would love to read your book Mm. you know and then for you to just sit down and write it I think it's you know obviously that's why they have whole teams in publishing houses and everything like that um so a a part of my role I see is like helping you get to your vision Mm. um helping to shape that from an outside point of view because it's really difficult to see things from an outside point of view especially when it's such a personal topic because although it's not a memoir it's very much influenced by your life and you know the things that you've done yes anecdotal as yeah, it were yeah exactly so you know when you're including all of those things it's difficult to see it from the outside mm-hmm. um and especially me being someone who does not have a background in business or you know silicon valley or anything like that it's also helpful because I can see it from the point of view of a general readership. Um, Absolutely. So it's helping with that sort of thing, helping planning the actual outline out and, you know, what we want the book to be like. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's helping with the writing in terms of, um, so you've been sending me writing and then Mm -hmm. I've been um, doing some, like, editing of that and Mm -hmm. redrafting and Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah, super helpful. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do it any other way. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I would feel confident enough to do it. And also, it it, it frees me up to to get out the the pieces that I really want to get across, and know that there's like a landing. There's someone to help me land mm-hmm. that plane, uh, and not not go off in tangents and things like that. So it's it's been really cool. I'm very excited about it. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hope, hope you'll pre-order, and um, I'm going to pre. My mom is probably going to oh, get yeah. us on the on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. I'll see you at my house still. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye.